I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, hello there. Welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. It's time for another transfer roundup. I'm Ryan Dilks and I'm joined by the Dave Nugent, my Callum Robinson. It's Justin Peach. Hello. Does it make sense? Why? They don't play with each other. But one's clearly better than the other. But we'll get into that in a bit. We've got loads to talk about because we're at that stage now in the season where just about everyone's done a bit of business here or there. And since the last transfer roundup, every club has pretty much got their hands in the pockets and uh, brought in some players. So Mm -hmm. let's crack on straight into it. We're going to do this A to Z because there is a lot to go through. So we'll start off with the most exciting one of all, Barnsley. Barnsley. They've brought in Malik Wilkes, Arpo Harme and Bambo Diaby. Not... I'm not inspired by the names. Malik Wilkes is a good prospect, but the other two sound like FIFA, uh, sorry, football manager regions. So <laughs> it's, it's hard to really know too much about them. Yeah, I think the main thing to talk about with Barnsley really is that their defence has been yeah. decimated. Not ideal. Uh, Adam not- Davis, the goalkeeper, is gone. Liam Lindsay and mm-hmm. Pinnock, they were both the centre-backs last yeah. season and... Two, well, three of the best players, really, for Barnsley in yeah, that absolutely. team that finished second. So, really, it is a very big blow for a Barnsley team. We were finishing, uh, we're feeling quite optimistic about. Yeah, well, we, we waxed lyrical about them in a couple of pods ago. So, for them to be in a completely different position now to when they were four weeks ago, it's a bit... Mm. Your opinion changes a little bit on them. Um, And obviously, Lindsay and Pinnock going, someone might say they were pinnacle to to, uh, to Barnsley uh, having a good season this season. So We'll have to see if Pinnock can be pinnacle for Brentford when we talk about them (laughs) in a sec. Let's talk about Birmingham. They have had a bit of a disaster of a transfer window so far. Shea Adams Adams is gone. Michael Morrison also surprisingly went. Let's talk about Che Adams first. I think we've touched on this quite a bit. Yeah, we knew he was going. Yeah, £16 million. It's It's a good fee. It's a fair fee, really, isn't it? But that has left them with a bit of a problem. Big hole to fill. Yeah. Che Adams, size hole. Well, the interesting thing is, last season they obviously played Mm 4-4-2 under Gary Monk. And so far in pre-season, they've played more of a 3-4-2-1. So that would imply Duke up front on his own. So I've, I've, I've mentioned this a, a couple of times. Target men aren't prolific. They they, they score goals. They have hands in goals, but they're not prolific. He they got were, double figures last season. He did, but he, ten goals. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's double figures, but it's not going to be the difference. For it might be clubs. all they need next season if they can win ten games one nil and Jukovic score. 
each of those goals. Fair enough. Then he hits double figures and, and Birmingham get 10 wins. But they need additional strikers and goals from elsewhere, which is something else they struggled with last season. Well, they are hoping that Isaac Vassell steps up next season, but we'll have to see if that comes mm. to fruition. Let's talk Michael Morrison. Yeah. In when we were talking about Birmingham before and they had lost Jota and it looked like yeah. Adams was going, I still looked at this Birmingham team and thought, you know, they've still got a few good players in there, but Michael Morrison is one of those good players I was referring to. He's now gone after they couldn't agree a deal. Yeah. And not only is he a good defender, he scored. He's one of the top-scoring centre-backs last season in the league as well. So they're losing something from both ends of the pitch. As well as that, he was the leader in yeah. that team. And that, that that would probably be the biggest loss to them, is losing a leader of his quality. Um, never mind the goals and whatnot. You know, losing your captain is... Uh, I know he, he has got a sketchy injury record, but on his day, he's, he's quality. Um so yeah, it's a big loss for Birmingham. Yeah, and then going back to what I was saying, they are hoping to play with three at the back of next season. Michael Morrison would have been a perfect candidate to mm-hmm. be in that back three. Yeah. They've got Harley Dean and Mark Roberts, but they're the only two really who are accomplished at this level. So yeah. it's looking a bit desperate. And in fact, I looked at their squad from a friendly the other day and it was looking a bit poor. Mm-hmm. But let's now move on to Blackburn. They've signed Bradley Johnson in what was a bit of a surprising move, Mm. would you say? Yeah, I sort of expected him to sign a new deal at Derby. He he was probably one of the... I know Harry Wilson, Mason Mount um, and Fikeo Tamori got a lot of the plaudits, but Bradley Johnson's work in that team went unnoticed. He was... It's probably his best season in Derbyshire. Absolutely, yeah. Um, And probably one of his less effective in the sense that he came in as a box-to-box ball-winning midfielder and he sort of took back that stripped stripped that role right back to being a defensive unit in front of the back four. But Um, it all seems to come down to financial fair play from a Derby perspective, doesn't it? Because it's it's all about how much you get rid of him for. For for example, if Mm -hmm. Bradley Johnson cost Derby six million and if they let him go for at the end of his yeah. contract that would have played against them but because they managed to sell him to Blackburn it means the financial fair play impact wasn't that bad No, it's it, very confusing but that's how it works for some reason yeah it's probably a good move for Brad Johnson because it was one of those relationships with Derby fans where you'd expect him to do well for a few games and then go off the boil and then Derby fans are very unforgiving they sort of get on your back so it's probably a good move for Brad Johnson to go to a team like Blackburn who have got quite a few younger players coming through yeah I wanted to just quickly talk about Sam Gallagher joining because it looks like he's joining for five million from Southampton which I'm I am not a fan of this move I think it's if anything a bit ridiculous really Mm. because it's five million pounds he's reportedly on 40k a week 40k he's scored 11 goals when he was at Blackburn a few seasons ago yeah that's his best season so far just it's, they need pace, Blackburn do. Yeah. They, they need pace because they are seriously lacking pace. And mm-hmm. the answer, when I put the question to Blackburn fans the other day for pace, was let's stick Adam Armstrong out wide. He's a striker, first of all. Mm. And that's just not the answer to the problem. You don't need... They've already got Danny Graham, mm-hmm. Ben Brereton and Adam Armstrong. Yeah. Ben Brereton they signed for £7 million last mm-hmm. season. And he's not really been given a fair shot. He only started four games last season, made 21 appearances off the bench. 
he's not going to get yeah, better it's, it's unless not, he plays in his natural position. It's not what you expect from a £7 million player to be coming off the, the bench as much as Brereton did. Yeah. Same with Armstrong. He's got good pedigree, but he's not been as prolific as he has been on his in his loan spells. Yeah, but um, Brereton is not going to get better unless he plays in his natural position. Otherwise, he's just going to keep getting shoved out wide, making appearances in the last few minutes, <laughs> coming off the bench. It doesn't make any sense to me. And now he's moving further down the pecking order because yeah. I presume Danny Graham is going to be second fiddle to Sam Gallagher yeah. now next season. So he's not going to get a chance and he's not going to get better unless he actually plays up front. Well, that's that's, th- that's the other thing with Blackburn is the supply to the strikers is, is, you know, they've lost someone like Conway who was a very good cross the ball. No, they brought in Stuart Downing, but again, he's... They're expecting him to play centre mid next season. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say he's, he's well over thirty. Yeah. So that that is a bit of a worry for Blackburn, obviously. Yeah, they they need pace, mm-hmm. as I say. Why don't they spend five million and the wages on someone like Jamal Lowe, who's apparently going for four million? Jamal Lowe from Portsmouth. Yeah. He's quick. Can use both feet. He's a quality player, and he's going to go to somewhere in the Championship this season. Mm-hmm. Blackburn should be looking at someone like him, and be thinking. He solves all our problems. Not another striker when you've already got two youngsters, one who's experienced at this level. You don't need Sam Gallagher. Yeah, completely agree. Good rant. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the rest of Blackburn's team, though. They've uh, obviously lost uh, David Raya. Yeah. They need a goalkeeper and they need a new Mm centre-back. Yeah, obviously Mulgrew's not getting any younger. No, no. Uh, They've got other gaps to fill and this is why I don't understand... Sam Gallagher joining. The, the, the big outlay on a forward yeah. that they don't need. The, the good thing for Blackburn is they're addressing the lack of pace by potentially signing Charlie Adam as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Let's move on to Brentford. We were just talking about David Raya. He's gone to Brentford. Uh, yep. Also, Pinnock, who we've already mentioned. Uh, Janssen, who we've spoken about before. Mm-hmm. And Jensen. Let's talk about the defence first of all, because that was Brentford's main weakness yeah. last season. They've massively strengthened it now mm-hmm. with Pinnock and Janssen. I'm yeah. getting confused between Jensen and Janssen. That's going to really play with our the minds all season. Swede. Exactly. <laughs> the Scandinavian revolution. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this defence has massively been improved now, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I was sort of... My eyebrows were raised a bit when I saw that they released Barbe, who I rate fairly highly, mm. but... Obviously, they had, they had a plan all along, and they're well equipped to play a, a variety of formations. And obviously, they played three at the back quite a few times last season. They've got the quality. They've probably got the best selection of centre halves in the league, I think. Yeah, Janssen, um, Yonvier, and Pinnock. Pinnock, yeah. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they had Konza as well, who's one of the yeah. best young centre backs in the league. He's now gone, mm-hmm. but with the moves that Brentford have already made, yeah. Brentford fans aren't too bothered, really. No, Twelve million pounds. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. If you if you sell good players and don't replace them, then fans are quite rightly can kick up a fuss. But when you replace them with the players that say Brentford have, yeah, then fair enough. Yeah, well, Brilliant. Janssen and Pinnock have cost around what nine million pounds, yeah. and they've lost cons of twelve million, so, so they've made a three million pound profit, yeah. and the defence is a better state than it was before. Exactly. So. Brentford fans can't complain whatsoever and no. their team's just looking very strong now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Matthias Jensen. Not many people will probably know too much about him. Mm-hmm. He's 23. They've signed him for £3.5 million. He looks like he might be a replacement for Romain Sawyers who could be off to Celtic. Well, yeah, Sawyers is 
a bit of a club icon at Brentford at the moment. He's a, quite a popular player amongst the fans, so I don't think they'd let him go too easily. But I just say you say that he's they're on about him going for two and a half million, which is a bit scandalous. Really, it's, it's the championship standard, I guess, for a, for a player who plays under the radar like Sawyer's. They tend to get undersold fee wise. So. The one thing I will say about if Sawyer's does go, hmm. then it's clear Brentford know what they're doing because if if there's anything that we've seen from their business so far this season, they want to go up. Brentford have got a plan B for everything. They're hmm. they're probably the best run club in the, the championship. Yeah, say like bar none. Um, right through structure from the bottom to the top, they are almost perfect, and you've you've got a You've got a lot of confidence in them being able to replace players, pretty yeah. much. So, well, Jensen looks like a very tidy replacement yeah. for Sawyer's, if that is the case. Obviously, only twenty-three, so mm-hmm. he's still young. He was the Danish Football Union's Talent of the Year in twenty seventeen. So How exciting! He's probably in some good company. Yeah, and he moved to Celta Vigo for I think around four and a half million mm. last season. So he's clearly was highly rated when he, I think it was at Noisyland, if I pronounce that right. Noisyland is that how you say it? Noisyland, Noisyland. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of letters in there. Um, anyway, that's the case, and he's also a very handsome man. He's a Dane, so it's, it's a given, isn't it? Yeah. I, I feel like that has to be pointed out, and I will be staring at his face throughout the whole championship season. But as we say, Brentford looking very good. They were twenty to one for the title, yep. I think, last week. Mm-hmm. They're now as low as twelve to one. It's worth a punt. Do you think? I mean, I, last week I thought they were worth a punt and now it seems the bookies have clearly joined my thinking with this and it looks like Brentford are well on course. They they look the strongest team to me at the moment. If Brentford can keep that front three of yeah. Watkins, Ben Rama and Mope. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Mope has been linked with a move away. Yeah. And if they were to lose him, that would be a big blow. But as we've seen... Brentford are very good at replacing players, so but replacing someone who scored twenty five goals last season. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy. They, they had Lasaviba before. He was a goal scorer. He didn't score that many. He did. That's why he's in China now. Anyway, let's move on to Bristol City. Not really much to talk about. They've done all their well, most of their important business early. They've signed mm-hmm. Tommy Rowe, Tommy Rowe since. Yeah. Defined squad player. Move on. <laughs> Beautiful. Cardiff. Uh, we were talking about them last week. Doesn't look like they really need to do too much business, really. Their squad's looking all right. Yeah, we mentioned that. It, I think it came out from Cardiff themselves that it's going to be a sell to buy. So if any players go, then that you expect you expect them to sort of bring in a replacement as and when. But their squad's in pretty good nick. Yeah, and when you talk about sell to buy, sometimes these teams are in dire straits. But mm-hmm. Cardiff's squad Cardiff, is actually looking all right. Very very healthy. Yeah, and yeah. They don't particularly need to sign anyone they've already signed Will Volks who I imagine will be a starting player for them next season mm-hmm. and their starting 11 on paper looks alright on paper on paper we'll have to see how he goes in the championship <laughs> but they have got Neil Warnock Charlton talking about dire straits <laughs> they've only got, it's not got 15 better, players it's not got better we we released the um, the promote team's pod a few weeks ago and yeah. we, we were quite heavy on the criticism there but how many players did they have then about 12 mm-hmm now they've got 15. Oh, it's, going, yeah, it's increasing, it's not going down. So. <laughs> Slowly but steadily. <laughs> they are meant to be getting Johnny Williams. 
Johnny and Williams, I, I don't know if you watched the Sunderland documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the nicest man on earth. Really, really nice. He has had a tough career because he was tipped for big things. He struggled with injuries. Mm-hmm. His hairline's not going great. But he's a really nice guy. But he's not going to keep Charlton up. No. Um, absolutely not. They, I think, I don't think he's managed over 20 appearances in the last two seasons, which for a player at his age is a bit of a worry. I think he's 24, 25. So if I was Charlton, I'd, they might have to get Johnny Williams in because they can't get anybody else. But if they had a choice or if there was a choice going, I'd focus elsewhere. They, they need to focus a lot. Everywhere. But I mean, the situation with the owner isn't helping things no. but I feel bad for talking about Johnny Williams's hairline because he's such a nice guy I mean my hair's falling out in yeah front you're of me going that way speak. so I wouldn't yeah I can't really talk <laughs> we'll move on Derby they brought in Kieran Dowd yep. on loan mm-hmm. from Everton <clears throat> is he filling a Mason Mount shaped hole not quite the Mason Mount one but creativity from midfield is certainly going to improve that he's a he's a highly rated player and a, you know Obviously, he was on loan at Forest a couple of seasons ago and helped Sheffield United in their run to promotion at the back end of last season. So he's he's definitely got quality. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's you know a wonder of a left foot always helps. So yeah, he's he's got one head of a left foot. Yeah. Uh, he does have a tendency of drifting out of games though. So I think cre- all creative players do. Yeah. It's especially in certain teams. You know, teams that are quite structured. I as I imagine. You know. Forest were a couple of seasons ago under Karanka and Warburton. So it's easy for creative players to sort of not go missing, but as I say, drift in and out of games. But you expect him to sort of kick on now. And a full season at Derby, as we've seen, does help young players. So. Yeah, and this seems like it's part of the Koku revolution. He has been promised funds, and Dow would be a good start to this revolution. Yep. Which, so. A couple more players in there, I think Derby are in a healthier position than they were. Speaking of a healthier position than they were when we spoke about them last week, Fulham. Yeah, tide's turned. (laughs) Yeah, they have suddenly brought in a couple of players. Well, I say they brought in a couple of players. It looks like they're about to bring in a couple of players. They Mm -hmm. have brought in... Have they brought in Cavalero yet? Or is he... I don't think it's... I don't think it's official yet, but it it looks like it's definitely happening. We said they needed a winger because we had no idea who's going to play for them on the wing. And it seemed a lot of Fulham fans, when I posted a clip of the part from last week on Twitter, they seem to agree with us. And Cavaliero is a top quality player at this level, isn't he? Yeah, to play on the wing. Yeah. I mean, he got nine goals and 12 assists for Wolves when they got promoted a couple yeah. of seasons ago. So he fits the bill in what they need, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. The, a wide player can get goals and assists is, is you know, someone who's going to link up with Mitrovic. They, they need that, you know, more than probably their defence because you know Fulham have never been the best defensive team <laughs> so if, they, if they're, they're going to be good in attack then that might help them a bit more but certainly looking a lot healthier than they did last week yeah it's, it's actually getting to the point now where it looks like to me there's a chance Sessegnon might stay because yes. Spurs have been the team linked with him the most mm. but they seem to be playing a patience game. They're doing him. what Spurs do best. Yeah, a waiting when, game Yeah, to see if he's actually, if Fulham are actually going to move their stance. Mm-hmm. But it, it, he could potentially play next season. So I wouldn't 
lose all hope on that out yet. But they either way, I think they still need another winger, maybe. It's a, it's, it's a bit of a win-win for Fulham because they either get to keep Sessegnon, and we all know how good he is in the Championship, yeah. um, or they get a really, you know, a very tidy fee for him, mm. and they can focus that fee into the squad. So it's a bit of a win-win for Fulham, and probably two or three players short of breaching top six, I think. Well, you say two or three players. One of the uh, positions we identified last week that they needed strength in mm-hmm. was holding midfielder. It looked like they were going to get Harry Arter, mm-hmm. but now the talk seems to be more about Mo Besic, who would definitely yeah. fit the bill, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's a good player at championship level. Um, he played a relatively free role in a Pulis team compared to what <laughs> I expected him to play. Well, which when you're is... playing alongside John Obi mckell <laughs> Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of championship fans will know how good he is at championship level because of how well he played for Middlesbrough, especially in his first loan spell. So, you know, hopefully a permanent move for him because again, he's a player that needs a permanent home because he's been on loan a couple of times out from Everton. So. Yeah, uh, another player they've been linked with is Michael Hector. Sheffield Wednesday fans will not be happy. They will not be happy, but it would be a very good signing for Fulham, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, we saw last season. I did not rate Hector at all. Before his loan spell at Sheffield Wednesday, I thought he was a bit of a calamity. And his okay. move to Chelsea was very weird, obviously. Um, but last season swung me around a bit, and you know, he looked he looked very astute, especially under Bruce. So, I think that would be a good signing. Well, we'll talk about Bruce later. <laughs> uh, Huddersfield, they've signed Herbert Bockhorn. That's a great name. That's a great name. <laughs> he is a Ugandan fullback who played for Dortmund mm-hmm. Reserves last season. Did you rate him when you watched him for Dortmund Reserves regularly last season? Um, drifting out of games, didn't seem too often. Good player. No, no idea. <laughs> I mean, you don't see many too, too many Ugandans, do you? Really? No, but then Dortmund's scouting range is unreal. They unearth talent everywhere, so I'm not surprised. I'm excited to see how Mr. Bockhorn does next season. Uh, they've also signed Mbenza permanently. This was one that I thought was actually confirmed quite a while ago. Uh, I'm not actually sure he's any good, really. It's hard to tell in a Huddersfield team that struggled to score last season, but he is here now and he might do all right in the Championship. I thought Mbenza went out on loan. What do you mean? I thought he went out on loan. No, he's joined. I'm dead confused about that. I thought he went out on loan. Well, he was out on loan to Mon- Mon- Montpellier, wasn't he? Have I made that up? No, he was on loan at Huddersfield last season. That's how relevant he is at the moment. That's how much of an impact he had. I didn't know. I thought he left out. He left Huddersfield on loan, but fair enough. Well... <laughs> moving on then uh, st- sticking with Huddersfield actually uh, just finally to mention they are looking like they might be losing Tommy Smith yeah he's a he's a decent right back he he was kind of second fiddle to Hadajanai yeah last season so the, 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 I mean they're getting a fee for him which is which is good um, he's an uninspiring fullback but he does a good job at fullback um, likes to tackle not inspiring on the ball so it's, it's a Stoke signing if I ever saw one well we'll talk about what he means for Stoke in yeah. a sec let's move on to Hull they've signed Tom Eves from Gillingham which is quite an interesting move yeah Tom Eves especially because he looks like Jake Gyllenhaal well, I thought he looked like Jackson Irvine but we'll go with the Jake Gyllenhaal one but yeah do you, do you think that's their tactic to confuse <laughs> players next season 
<laughs> when they, they tell him, oh, you mark Jackson Irvine, you mark Tom Eaves. And then like, hang on, they're the same person. Yeah. yeah they're definitely. Um, they're both they're both good. They're both good in the air. Um, so I don't see why not. But yeah, Tom Eaves sort of, his career was going nowhere up until two seasons ago. And then all of a sudden it started going well at Gillingham. A poor um, Gillingham side as well, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, he was a one-man a team at times, wasn't he? I can't say I watched Gillingham too often, but given how poor they were and how many goals he scored, you can only yeah. you can only think that. So yeah, well, twenty goal, twenty-one goals last season, seventeen the season before. As I say, a bit of a one-man team, really. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cool. Leeds. Janssen's gone. Big blow for Leeds, even though their fans don't. Well, some of their fans don't want to admit it. <laughs> I think, well, we were surprised at the fee. Yeah, I think everyone was surprised by the fee. And the circumstances were, sort of came out of the blue, but they didn't necessarily surprise us because he's a he's a bit of a character. He's a passionate guy. Yes, <laughs> that'll be the word. Yeah, um, uh, well, the Leeds fans will tell you that the fact that he's this, a bit of a disruptive influence behind the scenes means it's a good move. But on the pitch, it's not a good move because he's obviously one of the best centre-backs in mm-hmm. the league so you lose if you lose a player of his quality fair enough he's disruptive he might help the squad a bit more I mean it couldn't have been that bad last season given that they they narrowly missed out on automatic promotion I have <laughs> I have a bit of a theory that Janssen got the best out of Liam Cooper last season oh god and when when we saw Liam Cooper without Janssen... At the second tier on Twitter. <laughs> well, yeah, when we saw Liam Cooper without Janssen, Liam Cooper wasn't as influential as he was with him. Looking at that, especially that game in the playoff, um, second leg against Derby, uh, Cooper looked a bit shaky alongside Berardi. Not criticising Cooper at all, but sometimes partnerships just work and... I, I would hope Leeds would replace Janssen. Our notifications are going to go through the roof. Just abusive Leeds it's, fans. It's, it's, a, it's a theory, but they they need to replace a player of his quality, is what I'm trying to say. Well, the, the idea from Leeds fans at the moment is that Ben White's going to replace him. He's coming on loan. But from what you're saying, I, I guess you don't it, think he's going it, to be too good for him next season. He's not... I don't think... It, I don't know too much about him, but he's not going to be near Janssen's quality. He was, he was at Peterborough last season, yeah. and Peterborough fans rated him. They said he's good on the ball. He's still a young lad as mm-hmm. well. So, I mean, I've got full faith in Bielsa getting the very best out of him, just because that's what Bielsa does. Okay, he, he got the best out of all of that, that whole Leeds team. Um, but again, a player of Janssen's quality, it's a, it's a big loss, whatever whatever the case. So, and it's a big blow considering Leeds yeah. are the favourites to go up this season. Mm-hmm. And they would ideally need to keep someone like Janssen yeah. around, wouldn't they? Uh, but in a bit of good news, they have signed Helder Costa. Great signing, yeah. On loan, he scored five goals and six assists for Wolves when they went up a couple of seasons ago. And it's what they need, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, stats aren't as good as Cavalieros, but I rate... You can't compare them like that, Justin. I'm not comparing them like that, but I rate Costa a lot higher than maybe his goals and assists record in that season suggests he's, okay. he's, he's quality on the ball I remember him turning um, I can't remember who was playing left back at the time but Derby played Wolves basically and he turned the left back inside out and it was probably Max Lyon 
probably was. <laughs> Doesn't sound as good now, but in that Leeds team, he's going to be dangerous. Yeah. And in a bit more good news for Leeds, it looks like Calvin Phillips might be staying now because Villa were pursuing him. Yeah. There was talk of Villa even bumping up mm-hmm. their fee that they were hoping to pay for Calvin Phillips. But Villa have now turned their attentions to Douglas Lewis, who Douglas Louise, I should say, who's another holding midfielder. So I'd imagine that means Phillips is staying at Leeds next season. It's only a good thing for Leeds. I think we said on one of our one of our episodes that Philip Stane is is vital to Leeds' style of play and um, probably them competing again to to go up. He's a player. He, he's quality, Phillips. Yeah. If I if I was Villa, I'd have <laughs> I wouldn't have spent all that money on Mings. I'd have I'd have gone for someone like Phillips. Yeah, I to be honest, I I probably agree with yeah. you, but. There we go. And it's got to be said, if they lost Phillips and Janssen in the same window, yeah, that, that would have been a bad window mm-hmm, for Leeds, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Let's talk Luton. They have lost Jack Stacey to Bournemouth. Mm. When we were talking about the promoted teams, both Stacey and James Justin were linked with moves away. And we said at the time that if they lost both of them, it would be a big blow because they are so influential yeah. to the way they play. They're both gone. <laughs> Here we go. What it's, do you think? It's, it is it is worrying because obviously they've got they've got good fees. So again, is got, it four million? Seems a bit cheap to me for Jack Stacey. Yeah, but he's he's twenty three playing in League One. Four million pounds for a League One player going into the Championship is is a good fee. James Justin, obviously, that was a, a much higher fee. But you, you see the fees going around nowadays. Four million. I mean, twelve million for those two. Justin, I can understand because he's a young lad. Mm-hmm. Stacey is a bit older, and four million just seems a bit cheap to me. Uh, and they, they've got a job on to replace him now. Luton fans seem confident that they'll be able to replace both players, but I'm not too sure. They have brought in Brendan Galloway, who I presume will be a replacement for Justin. He's still only 23, and there's a bit of a Premier League experience under his belt. But it's about time Galloway kicked on. So yeah, he's, 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 physically, he's, he's, he's a good. Um, a good signing here. He's quite he's quite tall. Um, he can slot in at centre half. Um, he's quick. So it, it, in that sense, it's a good signing. But it's about getting the best out of him for for the season. He's not had a a lot of luck lately. I always find it a bit weird when the big Premier League teams have got these players who are in their nearly mid twenties, yes, just yeah. moping around the place. Well, they, they must have they must have seen something in them. Definitely. Um, obviously, they brought in Galloway from uh, MK Dons a few, quite a few years ago now, um, and he's certainly a player that still has potential. He's still, he's only twenty three, you know, he's nowhere near his peak yet. And sometimes that works best for a player who's been at a Premier League club. You just need a permanent home, as I mentioned with Bessage, just to get the best out of you. That might be the case here. Hopefully, it will be the case here with Galloway because he's got a lot, of pente- uh, a lot of potential. Yeah, and also Ryan Tunnicliffe has joined. He's just a solid Championship midfielder, it's really. Shit house, yeah. <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> Borough, they've signed no one. Yeah, that 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 is. Their a... fans are very happy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can imagine. It, it's a worry because the Pulis builds teams. I don't know how. I don't know what goes through his head when he makes signings, but. As we've mentioned already on previous episodes, there's so many big central midfielders and big central defenders. That team lacks pace and creativity. It really lacks pace. And unless Woodgate's going to play exactly the same way Pulis did, which 
seems unlikely given the discontent with that they need to sell and replace they, they desperately need a right winger I put in Borough's perspective team on our Twitter the, mm-hmm. other, the other day and I had no idea who's going to play right wing and Borough fans didn't really seem to have an answer for me either an interesting development seems Johnny Helson might be playing at right back that season oh my word <laughs> I think that just emphasises the problems Villa, uh, Villa Borough have got because I mean we all know what Ryan Shotton's like at the, right back there, there was a they had a scattergun approach to recruitment a couple of seasons ago especially under Monk um, and then Pulis Pulis was complaining about the lack of money available but the amount of signings they made you know you, you wouldn't be surprised and that's that's really bit them in the backside especially now um, so it, I, I would be concerned for Borough yeah I at this moment in time I don't want to give too much away ahead of the league table predictions in a couple of weeks' time, but I don't see Borough with any chance of getting in the top six at the moment. Not at the moment. No. Not at the moment. And it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon because it doesn't look like there's too many perspective signings coming mm-hmm. in. Let's talk Millwall. They needed strikers and they've got strikers. They have <laughs> signed Matt Smith and John Dardy Bavardson from Reading. Are you excited? <laughs> It, it depends how you define excitement. If I loved that style of football, I'd, I'd be I'd be over the moon. If you love set pieces. I'd be over the moon, but you know it's, it's not my favourite style of football. It works for Millwall. You know these are these are good signings for them. Jake um, Cooper and Matt Smith from set pieces next season. Both of them were in the top five for the most headed shots next last season. <laughs> that is the only way they're going to score goals. Deep crosses and set pieces. Yeah. It is going to be an absolute show. I can't wait to see some of their games. They've also signed Conor Mahoney, who I presume has just been signed to put in crosses. He's a tidy player, Conor Mahoney. Is a good, it was a good prospect a few years ago. And again, in that category of got a permanent home, expect him to kick on now. Fantastic. Forest have been very busy. They've signed Albert Adoma, Muric, the goalkeeper from mm-hmm. Man City. I've just called him Muric because I can't pronounce his first name. Uh, Thiago Silva uh, and Yuri Ribeiro and Alpha Semedo on loan. Let's talk Adoma first because he's a big name, but I'm not convinced he's actually that good a signing. I'm going to disagree. I think it's a great signing. Well, I'll put my case forward first. Mm-hmm. He's 31. And he played regularly for a Villa team that got promoted last season. Yep. He only got four goals and two assists in the whole season. Yeah, I just do not find myself too optimistic about this signing. It's not. It's strange because it's not always about goals and assists. Uh, Albert Adoma's firstly his appearance record for clubs. He's he's made over thirty appearances and. I think the last four or five seasons, that's both at Borough and Villa, who have both gone up, come back down. Um, and obviously he's played a lot season, in. So. Yeah, he's played a lot in teams towards the top half, towards the yeah. top end of the championship. And that that speaks volumes to his quality in, in a. But side. he's getting on a bit now as well. And 30, one of his not that yeah, long. but one of his key attributes was his pace, and that's not going to last forever. He he turns thirty two in December, I think. Mm-hmm. So. His pace is going to deteriorate, and I, ju- I just don't think this is a good signing particularly. And his wages, his wages, he's going to be on a lot. He'll probably be on a, a lot more than 
some of the players at Forest. But as I say, it's a good signing, and you get what you pay for with Adoma. He managers rate him. You know, he's played. He a runs lot. a lot. I'll give him that. Yeah, well, Karanka rated him. Steve Bruce rated him. Uh, Dean Smith rated him. You know, there are three top championship managers, and especially in the championship, Adoma's going to, you know, get. He's going to. They're going to get the best out of Adoma, and Adoma is a good signing for, as I say, any I'm, team I'm in the championship. Sure. I'm not too sure. Mjuric um, is the goalkeeper from Man mm. City. He's very highly rated. This yeah. is a signing I am impressed with. Uh, Forest fans weren't too keen on Pantilamon because he's just limbs. Just very long. He just looks like a daddy long legs with a goalkeeper kit on. Uh, but Mjuric, I, I'm impressed by the signing. And as I say, he's highly rated. So it'll be interesting to see how he develops. Forest fans are very excited about the signings, the three Portuguese signings that they've made. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure why, because they might turn out to be great players, but I don't get what Forest fans are basing their excitement on. We'll talk Thiago Silva first. They've signed him from Fiorenzi in the Portuguese league. He scored three and assisted five goals last season. I mean, it's not spectacular, but if he's a young player, the young players need games. So. It's, it's got to be said he's a centre mid and... The Portuguese league isn't the highest standard either. So I, I I just don't get why Forest fans, a lot of Forest fans seem to think they're going up next season. And I don't get how they're basing their going up hopes on a signing like Silva, who they've never seen play before, I imagine, unless they're massive fans of the Portuguese league. I mean, it's exciting to sign any player from overseas for any club. You know, bear in mind as well, Forests have come from... They've had players like uh, Dexter Blackstock, Ishmael Miller, Paul McKenna. Very, very... What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is they've gone from players like traditional big men... And journeyman. Journeyman. And they're signing these exciting youngsters from... How are they exciting, though? I mean, the other two, uh, Yuri Ribeiro and Alfa Semedo, they were both at Benfica and they hardly played. Semedo was sent out on loan to Espanyol mm-hmm. and didn't start a game at all last season. But as I say, young players need games and they're going to slot in as and when Forrest need them. And Forrest had, one of the things I mentioned last week was Forrest had an old squad and bringing in these younger players is only going to help. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I, I just don't get what Forrest fans are. As I say, they might turn out to be very good players. But we're not talking about the next Wolves here. Let's make that clear. You never know. You never know, but I do know, and it's not going to happen. Preston, Callum Robinson has gone. It's a big loss. Big, big loss. And from what I see, £6 million, a bit cheap as well. Yeah, I was surprised by the fee, but then again, he's a... I don't know, yeah, it is quite a low fee, but... I mean, he was the top scorer last season. He only started 27 games. 12 goals in 27 yeah, games. Unbelievable yeah, yeah. He's very influential, even though he missed loads of games. But now they have lost, as I say, a very influential player. Mm-hmm. And they've got a bit of a gap on their left wing now. Definitely. But they'll go to Ireland. They'll replace him with an Irish player. And they'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of talk from what I've seen online is that Jamal Lowe uh, yeah. is being tipped to replace him whether there's any truth in it or whether it's just Preston fans think it'd be a good idea 
I think it'd be a very good idea. He played mostly on the right wing for Portsmouth last season, mm-hmm. but he, because he's so two-footed, he could easily transfer onto the left-hand side. And I just think it'd be a good move. Yeah, he's been a he's been a popular popular man on this pod. Yeah, this episode. So yeah, no, he's he's a he's a good player, and you know we mentioned that Blackburn need him and. It'd be a good signing for Preston. He'd be a good yeah. signing for someone. Someone's going to sign in this transfer window. It's just a matter of where he goes. Yeah. And at the moment, Preston look like they need a winger after Robinson's gone. He'd fit the bill. Dave Nugent. Prodigal son. Is returning to Deepdale. Have Preston fans seen him play since he left? <laughs> Don't criticise Dave Nugent. Don't you dare criticise. Okay, Dave. I won't criticise him, but he did score two in thirty-two appearances for Derby it's last just season. About goals, the man's leadership and his his uh, his relationship with the fans was. Do you think that's the only reason why he's there? Literally, just to create a buzz and provide some atmosphere in the changing room. No, not at all. Do you think he's going to play much next season? I, I, I think he's going to be in and around the squad. You got to bear in mind that Preston team again. It's another young team aren't necessarily experienced. Bringing in someone like Nugent's going to get the best out of Maguire. We haven't seen the best of Sean Maguire yet. Someone like Nugent's going to come in, help him out, you know, be that He's not going to help him out if he's taking his place in the team, though, is he? Might do. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I look at Jaden Stockley next season. I think he could potentially be very good for Preston if he stays fit. Yeah, no, I, I like the look of Stockley. Um, it was, I think it was back in January, saw him on TV and he was an absolute handful. Um, so, you and know. They spent a fair bit on him from Exeter as well. Mm-hmm. So they've got to give him a run in the team and not let an ageing Dave Nugent. That, he might, he's not a goal scorer anymore. Not a goal scorer anymore, but he works extremely hard. He's fairly good at holding the ball up, which I'll defend him to my dying day it'll be a good signing for a team like Preston I just can't trust a man who when he runs his top half of his body just doesn't move (laughs) it's just disturbing to look at QPR are in a bit of a pickle Hmm. in terms of their squad Luke Freeman's obviously gone we haven't talked too much about that yet he's gone for pittance really to Sheffield United yeah who just so Sheffield be, United are getting yeah. good deals and some yeah. decent players, aren't they? So four million pounds he's gone for, I think, is what's being reported, which is scandalous considering how important he is to QPR. Well, again, a, a few episodes ago, I said I'd I'd put Luke Freeman in my in my dream Championship eleven. I'd put Luke Freeman in, there. and you were quite surprised. But you pulled up some stats a few weeks ago. Yeah, he's, he was in the top five for. Most chances created. Yeah, he's he's an unreal player, um, especially again at championship level, and he de- deserves his chance in the Premier League. But but, but that hole. just makes it even more surprising that he's gone for so little, especially when you look at their squad now. QPR are desperate for the money, though, aren't they? They, they? Clearly, otherwise they'd have asked for a bit more. They bought in Connor Masterson and Luke Amos. Meh. <laughs> Luke Amos is on loan from Spurs. He was at Stevenage last season. Mm-hmm. Masterson's a centre-back. He's never played a senior game. QPR is a good place for young players to go and learn their trade. That That's that's pretty much QPR's but destiny at the moment because they can't sign any Their destiny at the moment is League One. <laughs> their squad is looking really shoddy. I mean, the, the squad's not up to scratch, but again, Warburton 
his recruitment record is 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 good. He, he he will find players to fit in his team, and obviously they've brought in Johan Barbe as well. That's is... the only thing I can say about QPR at the moment. That's the only reason I have any hope of them staying up next season is because Warburton's a good manager. Mm-hmm. Because at the moment their squad's looking low on numbers, looking low on quality. The only good thing they've got is a good manager at this level. And I just do not hold out much hope for QPR at the moment unless they do some serious business before the start of the season, which is not too far away now. Reading, they have lost Liam Kelly. He's gone to Feyenoord. Not so much of a surprise because he didn't feature too much in Jorge Gomes' team last season. He's a good player. Again, he's a player... I think he was coming to the end of his contract, wasn't he? I think that's why he's gone. Yeah. Uh, again, as I say, he's a, he's a good player. Um, scores some absolute beauties, and he's he's a good, you know, I think deep line ball player. He's played he's played a lot field. for him over the last few seasons yeah. as well, hasn't he? So I, I'm I'm surprised Reading have let him go, but then again, not surprised at the same time because obviously he's not didn't play too much towards the end of the season, last season. But it's a big loss for Reading, yeah. nonetheless. I, I, it seems like Reading fans aren't too bothered, particularly because he wasn't playing so much, and Reading did seem to pick up. When he was out of the team, so yeah, I guess if if he doesn't fit into the manager's plans, then it's any like way he's got to go, isn't mm-hmm. it? Really, they've also brought in Jal Virginia, who's a goalkeeper. He doesn't oh. have a Wikipedia page, so I can't trust him. He sounds a bit like a Mexican country singer. Jal Virginia, yeah, <laughs> Mexican country singer. Oh, I'm going to find that genre on Spotify. <laughs> so yeah, I. Don't know if he's going to play next season, mm-hmm. but we'll have to wait and see. He might just be making up the numbers. Oh, Sheffield Wednesday have done a bit of interesting business. Yeah. Wow, their manager's position seems a bit under threat at yeah. the moment. But we'll um, talk about that in a sec. Let's talk about the players first. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier today, it was announced that Kadeem Harris is joined from Cardiff. Which, That's a great signing. Yeah, you're a big fan of this move, aren't you? Yeah, I, I again... Um, in Cardiff's promotion season and the season before that, Kadeem Harris looked good. He's a player that struggled with injuries, but again, if if you can, you know, find a run of form, he's a very very good player and he's very quick as well. Yeah, good value on a free transfer, so it's a good fit, I think, for Chef Wednesday. And Chef Wednesday is a team that did lack pace last season. They brought in pace, and obviously they they brought in Odebarsha as well, which is. Yeah, Odebarju, who is more of a fullback now. In is, is it? Yeah, he's a great fullback. Again, especially at championship level, he made a surprising number of appearances last season for Brentford. I think he made thirty-two appearances in the league, which is a, a decent amount. So I was a little bit surprised that they released him. But then again, Brentford have always got a plan. Yeah, well, um, they've clearly got a plan at the moment. But I imagine Odebarju would be pretty frustrated if the man who signed him leaves, because that's I think that's the reason why he's gone there. Well. Could be a fair point. Uh, if he stays fit, though, he could turn out to be a very good signing, couldn't he? It, he's a, he, he was quality for Brentford in the season. They got to the playoffs and he went yeah. to Hull and he was quality that season. And unfortunately, he had a, quite a bad injury. Um, it took him a while to recover from. So. Yeah, that's the thing that's pretty much stopped his career a bit, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. And he, he is also versatile. He played most of his games at left-back last season. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does. Speaking of left-backs, Eric Peters has gone from Stoke. He was part of this... Big group of big names that were at Stoke, which basically told, nah, piss off, mate. So, they called it the bomb squad, didn't they? Yeah. And it's not too much of a surprise that he's gone. He did play quite a bit for Stoke last season, but it seems 
they're not too bothered about him. I don't know. He's not a player rate very highly. I was surprised he played as many games as he did. But as I said to about Tommy Smith earlier on, um, Eric Pietas is very much in the same mould. Unexpiring on the ball, likes to tackle, quite a tough defender. They got that in Tommy Smith. Got rid of one in Eric Pietas. So they've also got plenty others in Stephen Ward, well, Bruno Martins, Indy. The Stoke Burnley thing is a weird. Uh, it's a weird relationship. Players, yeah, players just go from to and from. So, yeah. Yeah. But speaking of Tommy weird. Smith, when we were talking about Stoke uh, a couple of weeks ago, we said they needed a right-back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they signed all that big group of players yeah. in a space of a couple of days. Right-back seemed like it was next on the list to strengthen, and mm-hmm. Tommy Smith would definitely help that out, wouldn't he? Yeah, again, uh, pretty much said all I needed to say about Tommy Smith. He's very good at championship level, and um, he fits in at Stoke really well. That That's... A bit of my problem, though, that he is only good at championship level because, as I said before, the players, they have signs, they're good at championship level, but that's it. If Stoke wants to go up, which I presume is their uh, aims next season, for me, they need to be signing players who are Premier League quality. And Yeah, they've done... done, Whatever their case, Stoke have done some really good business. They've brought in players who have had great seasons, who... Are they've got a point to prove at a higher level, and they're whatever the case, they're going to get good value for money when they sell these players on if it, if it comes to that because they're all at the right age, so it's not a bad business, I don't think. Okay, Swansea they haven't done much business, they've brought in Jake Bidwell. I mean, all right, there doesn't seem to be much going on, but no. it seems like their main aim at the moment is to try and keep hold of their main players, yeah. Well, they've got. That quality group of players like McBurney, um, Bidwell, um, not Bidwell. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. joined. Yeah, he just joined. Yeah, McBurney, Grimes, um, Byers. There's a there's a really good group there, and, and then you forget that the players are still contracted, like Andre and Jordan A, who's only just gone to Palace. Yeah. So they're obviously still in the process of trying to move players on before they probably get down to business in terms of bringing players in. Yeah, and of course they did really well with young players last season they yeah. brought in England's under 17 uh, coach in Cooper so it looks like they're focusing on youngsters again and that's probably that's a good plan. the plan that they're going to have to stick to really isn't it so as I say maybe not to expect too much business at the Liberty Stadium next season uh, West Brom they have seen some players go out wow yeah. uh, Rodriguez Jay Rodriguez has gone and this is a bit of a concern because Rodriguez going means that now they've lost him, Dwight Gale mm-hmm. and Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes obviously left halfway through last season. Yeah. But those three scored 55 out of 89 goals last season for West Brom, which is pretty mental. That's a big chunk. That is a lot of goals. So how how Robson Carnu next season? <laughs> It doesn't inspire you, and obviously he's banned for the first, oh, first couple of that. games. <laughs> so it'll be interesting Jesus. to see who starts up front. But West Brom have got a good academy, so maybe they've got a gem. Well, they had in the wings. Jonathan Lico play up front for the last in the extra time against Villa in the playoff semis, and yeah. he might have to do that again. Mm-hmm. But West Brom are being tipped for by quite a few for promotion. This I think season. it's a Billich factor, isn't it? 
I think that is literally it because they are missing a lot of goals at the moment. A lot of, yeah, a lot of lone players went back as well. So it's looking a bit of a problem. And that was their main strength last season, scoring goals. At the back, they had a bit of a problem because they were leaking a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. And one of their main players, Craig Dawson, has now gone, which leaves a bit of a hole at right back. Yeah, obviously they, they had a, a steady season last season. And Craig Dawson is a, is, a, is a good, solid player, I think, at, at, at Premier League level. Um, so he's going to be a big miss. What, what surprises me is the fact that I know West Brom had the remit to go up last season, but they didn't spend any... They didn't spend a huge amount of money no. to make sure they do so. They could have got over thirty million for Rodriguez and Craig Dawson last season and they didn't go for that. Fair enough. They they had that remit. But it's bad business because obviously Dawson's gone for six million. Six million. Rodriguez has gone for ten million. So they're missing out on a lot. Double that fee. Yeah. Which right now they could have done with. They really could have done with it. So it is I'm the a, the I'm squad little... in general is lo- just looking very thin at the moment. Yeah. Not not as thin as some teams in the league because, uh, as previously established, yeah. Charlton <laughs> basically calling up anyone to see once a game. Yeah. But West Brom, for a team who wants to get promoted, that team's looking a bit thin. They, they, they need to start replacing. As we've seen, teams like Stoke and Cardiff and uh, Bristol City have done a lot of their business very early on and teams that leave it late might start to miss out on key targets, which isn't great and obviously you've only got a few weeks left of the transfer window mm. and a couple of weeks left until the season starts Yeah, One player they have brought in is Filip Kravinovic, he's pretty much number 10, he made four sub-appearances for Benfica last season Why is it with Benfica? They really rate the championship don't they? They just send players to the championship, yeah. go play there <laughs> Yeah go on, <laughs> give it a go, see what it's like so It's hard to tell how good he is but I imagine he'll play next season and there isn't really much to go off, is there? Because, as I say, with Forest, Forest's uh, trio that they've signed, mm-hmm. they might turn out to be really good players, but there isn't really too much to base <laughs> yeah, your the, enthusiasm on. They'll either turn out pretty good or you'll f- completely forget they exist. Yeah, yeah. I reckon we'll get to November and we'll forget that at least one of them exists. Fantastic. Wigan, just to finish off then, they've brought in David Marshall and Lewis McLeod. Steady signings. Steady championship signings. Uh, Marshall is, as we all know, a decent championship keeper. Absolutely. Not really too much to say on him. They've had um, the Brighton keeper, I forgot his name. Chris, uh, Christian Moulton. Yeah, they've had him for the last couple of seasons yeah. and it's time for a change. It looks like he might be going somewhere, but it's clearly not Wigan. And Marshall, I presume, will be the number one next season. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's shown, especially at Hull, how, how good he has been he's a as as we said steady championship player he's not the worst goalkeeper in the league as we know so fair enough and he's experienced as well exactly which always helps mm-hmm. especially in I saw a graph uh, this week of him I can't remember who did it so sorry if I can't give you credit but <laughs> of the teams and how they play and it turns out Wigan are officially the biggest shit houses in the oh, league yeah I saw that one as well yeah <laughs> So there we go, Fast direct on board. which okay. helps with Lewis McLeod, who is a bit of a injury-prone midfielder. Yeah, but if he avoids seen... injuries, he could be a good player. We've he? not seen the best of him. When he moved to Brentford, I was a, I was a bit good. He didn't sign for, for my team. He, he, he was a high-rated player at Rangers, went to Brentford, did the business a bit. Then the injuries started to take, 
started to come in and obviously took it took the toll. Um, and he ended up getting released. I don't think anybody's surprised that he got released by Brentford for our little games he ended up playing. But if he can stay fit, then we're going to got a very good player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, I think that just rounds up all the transfers then. But before we um, uh, rounded up this podcast, I did want to just quickly touch on Steve Bruce because he looks like he might be heading out of the door at Chef Wednesday to become the new Newcastle manager. What What are your thoughts on this? It'll be hard for Bruce to turn down Newcastle. He's a, I think he's a Geordie, isn't he? I think he's been linked with the job before as yeah. well. And he was a bit gutted when he couldn't take it before. So Yeah, it, it'd be a good appointment for Newcastle, given their circumstances. Obviously, Benitez going, club's under a cloud, they need a steady manager. Steve Bruce is a definition of steady. But is he that good? He's, well, he's and I thought that... Newcastle... I don't want to talk about Newcastle too much, but... Because they're not second tier. Exactly. Ugh. So, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I, I just think Newcastle could really set their sights higher. And... In terms of what this means for Chef Wednesday, they're losing out on one of the managers who knows the league better than anyone. Yeah, their run of form last season was unreal. It was ridiculous. The, the amount of goals they conceded dropped right down. They were looking perilously close to, I don't want to say relegation, but being dragged into a relegation fight under Lukai. Um Bruce came in, got the best out every single one of them put Westwood back in goal and everything seemed to look a bit rosy they had a late charge for the playoffs yeah yeah. Um, I if Bruce if Bruce is still at Chef Wednesday at, um, come the start of the season I I would expect Chef Wednesday to push for the playoffs yeah I, I actually agree with that yeah um, so losing him because I mean you look around it, it's probably a good time as any not to have a manager because there's a lot of talent out there um, especially at championship level, but Steve Bruce chef, for Chef Wednesday just seems to fit. Um, so losing him would be a big, big blow. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And as you say, he took them from relegation candidates to nearly playoffs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they get in to replace him. And what one thing that I just wanted to also ask you as well, because obviously Steve Bruce had the tragic news with his dad mm-hmm. uh, when he was at Villa and he wanted to go to the West Indies when Chef Wednesday um, yeah. approached him so he could watch the cricket so Chef Wednesday have done this nice gesture they've stayed by him yeah. yeah and now Steve Bruce might be heading out the door straight away so it seems just it doesn't seem like it, it's right to me no um, I, don't, I, I don't know if I'd say Steve Bruce or Chef Wednesday one but obviously Chef Wednesday you know, let him take over when he felt was the right time. So you'd hope that Steve Bruce would say, "Look, sorry, Newcastle, I'm, I'm here for, I'm here for the long haul." Yeah. Um, you'd hope that'd be the case, but as we've seen with some managers, especially the Newcastle pool seems a strange one, given the fact that they don't spend any money and they're not pulling up any trees in the Premier League. So you'd you'd hope he stay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sums up that then. In other news, just finally, uh, Gary O'Connor, former Barnsley and Birmingham striker. Yep. He's pleaded not guilty to exposing himself in a hotel in Scotland. I mean... Don't say anything that could get us in trouble. You would do what you don't. 
Jesus. <laughs> uh, ben Pearson, Preston midfielder. His mum says she doesn't want to watch him anymore because he gets too many cards. Is that something you can... Uh... In fact, this is something you don't want to talk about. <laughs> yes. why, why didn't you want to talk about it? It's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit random. But it, it's, it's an important thing, Justin. If Ben Pearson's mum is upset by the way that her son's playing, then the message needs to be out there. Ben Pearson's, ben Pearson's a terrible son. Ben Pearson's game is tackling, fouling and relatively good passing. Maiming. So I can't see him changing anytime soon. So it's like his mum's not going to be going to the game. So, oh, well, well we move on. There we go. Quickly. Uh, Blackburn played Barrow in a friendly the other day at Barrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a crowd of 1,100 there. They sold over 500 pies. Jesus. That's... <laughs> that is nuts. That ratio of pie to persons. <laughs> For, but, Ridiculous. Well, one of the questions I had, first of all, yeah. was how did Barrow have that many pies available, if you know what I mean? Should they kind of expect to sell that many? Uh, I hope they're not left over from last season. <laughs> but it seems like there's a massive problem with food waste at Barrow. Because if, if they hadn't brought those pies, they'd have just gone in the bin, wouldn't they? But they haven't, and that's the main thing. It is the main thing. But there you go. If if you host Blackburn next season, make sure you get Bring loads of pies. pies. Yeah. And then just finally, uh, Pontus Janssen, obviously signed for Brentford. He claimed on Twitter... That he asked his agent to check whether Brentford wanted him yeah, when right. he was moving out. Yeah, sure, Pontus. <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> of course. I don't want to show any disrespect to Brentford because they're obviously a very good team, and we've been yeah. raving on the, about them and how they're looking very good for promotion this season. But come on, Pontus. It's it's he's trying to do good PR, but it's. A bad way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. There's one way of doing PR, and that's not by spouting bollocks. Uh, <laughs> I think that rounds everything up. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Justin is off next week. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you are? Holiday. Honestly. Got to be done. Got to be done before the season starts. Don't want to miss any games, do I? Yeah, honestly. Anyway, we'll uh, be back in a couple of weeks, which is when we're going to be releasing the league table. I can't wait for this one. I am so excited. It's going to be awful. Basically, the plan, what we're going to do is we're going to do four different episodes over four days. It'll be, for example, the teams who we think is going to finish, I don't know, 24 to 18 and so on and so on. So we'll, we'll do it like that. You'll see them in your podcast feeds when they're uploaded. As always, if you could give us a review and tell your friends about us, it would really help. We're still in this part where we're trying to grow at the moment. Yeah. And if you tell your friends about us, Just then we get to the them. stage where... We don't have to ever ask you to do it again. So Do the hard work now. Yeah. And we're good. Reap the rewards later. As always, follow us on Twitter. We're at the second tier. Tell your friends to follow us and keep liking and retweeting the stuff we're posting. It helps us massively, obviously. Um, Paddy McCourt didn't seem to like it this week. I don't know if you saw that. I missed that one. (laughs) So we tweeted a video of Paddy McCourt. Yeah. And his ridiculous goal for Barnsley. I can't remember who it was against. But it's where he takes on about seven different players. It's a ridiculous goal. But we called him a forgotten baller, which is Uh, something we tweet quite a lot. Uh, 
<laughs> the only tweet Paddy McCourt liked was one that said, Paddy McCourt is not a forgotten baller. <laughs> so, yeah, Paddy McCourt doesn't like... He's not forgotten now because we, we no. tweeted that. There we go. We've helped Paddy McCourt out, if anything. So please forgive us, Paddy. Uh, but as always, as I say, Please follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review, anything like that, and it will always help us out, as always. But this has been the Second Tier Podcast. It's been another transfer roundup. As I say, we'll be back in a couple of weeks for a league table. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach. Thank you for listening. Bye. 